You ready, dude? I'm ready, slick, are you? Oh, yeah. Take it down. Girl, I must warn you. I sense something strange in my mind. Yeah. Yo. Situation is. Let's kill it, cause we're running out of time. So everybody, welcome. We are here to talk about Todd Haynes' movies, and we're talking about his 1991 film, Poison. Um, this movie is three short stories all brought together into his first full-length feature film, runs around 90 minutes, maybe a little under. And there are three stories that are combined in here, which are discussed and titled as The Hero, The Horror, and The Homo. Yep, Um, like when you could put things like homo in a movie. (laughs) I mean, I'd like to think that even if this movie came out today, he'd probably push it and like try to get away with it to be like, I'm owning the term. Pretty sure right. they wouldn't let him. <laughs> uh, but whatever. So the story of the hero is about a seven-year-old boy who shoots his abusive father and then flees. Um, the horror is about a doctor who drinks a elixir of human sexuality, mm-hmm. which then causes him to become a serial killer. Yep. Um, and the homo is a story of prisoners and homosexual sex and a lot of crazy things going on. Um, I never knew Todd Haynes could be this Lynchian in my life. <laughs> um, I, I'm concerned. Like, I don't think I've had feelings for a movie like this since I saw David Lynch's Eraserhead. And I don't remember if you guys know how I felt about Eraserhead. Yes, you were not pleased. And Andrew... So when you got yourself all excited about um, talking about Todd Haynes, and there is a reason why I got excited about this, because this is the Todd Haynes that I know. You Mm -hmm. may have watched Carol and thought you know who Todd Haynes is. Yep. Mm -mm. No, son. Um, So I was actually surprised that you went down this road, but I'm quite happy. Um, So, yeah, let's hear what you've got to say about Mr. Mr. Todd Eraserhead Haynes. <laughs> so I just took a two second quick look, and my first introduction to Todd Haynes was I'm not there. So that's my Todd <laughs> Haynes. No wonder. <laughs> <laughs> when somebody, that was after somebody sat him down and said, Listen, guy, um, do you want to have a job tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. HR- do shit that people understand. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> HR going up to him and going, if you're going to make this movie, uh, we're going to have to sit here <laughs> and watch you. <laughs> but anyways, Poison. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie is miraculously strange and un- unwieldingly baffling, which is, which coming from last last episode where we talked about Superstar, mm-hmm. it makes perfect fucking sense. Right. Well, this in, is only like three years after Superstar, right. right? So it's very yeah. soon. I mean, it's like I mentioned. I mentioned David Lynch and Eraserhead, and I think the the easiest one out of these stories to talk about that is the horror, which finds some way to be in between an Eraserhead movie and like some weird seventies straight to video movie B movie. Um, where a mad scientist does nonsense. And 
there's a part of me watching this sequence where I know there was humor intended. I also knew I didn't laugh. So it was just an awkward segment of this movie. And that's kind of how I felt about most of this movie. This movie just felt like a movie with something to say. And I was there just befuddled at everything it was telling me. Where even the the prison story, I am just like, what the shit? Like, it, it doesn't even come off as anything of, like, revelry. Or, it's just this, this story, which I don't understand what was going on other than, yeah, he was gay and he went into prison and there's a lot of gay shit that happened. And uh, I'm like, okay, um... This movie feels to me almost like what you would describe art house theater to be, where you'd go and they they just have things in there just to shock you. But if it doesn't actually shock you, you just end up sitting there being like, why was I here in the first place? Uh, and that was me. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it over to Damien. I want to hear what he has to say about this. Uh, so... I had actually seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's like a lot of movies that Douglas talks about that I refuse to talk about, even though I've seen there's a reason for it. <laughs> uh, it is because this movie, Andrew, you, you touched on it, but we're trying to be nice. And that's a thing you still do, and I still don't understand. Andrew, this movie is bad <laughs> because it is nonsensical. <laughs> like, the people who like this movie are liars. Is <laughs> just that simple. Uh, when it started, I was convinced that, all right, it can't be... Because I'd I'd re- I'd known that it was three um, basically um, different pieces, right? I knew it was three things um, that was in the movie. So when the first one was bad, I simply assumed that either the middle one or the last one would be the reason for spending the time and watching this. And of course, I was incorrect. <laughs> uh, the the hero story is the one that is i mean relatable is probably not the right thing is the is the one that is most like a movie like a movie that someone would actually make and then the horror i don't i don't know what that is i honestly have no idea what the thought process was behind that cuz it's not like he transformed into like a monster. Like if it was a monster thing, then you'd go, oh, I guess I can't. But no, it is just, he drinks this thing and then becomes even more weird. Because it was it was like, he was this straight-laced, decent, normal person at the start. And then the last one, I mean, this is Jamaica. Uh, I didn't know that this movie was good. Douglas, is that where you found this movie in the homosexual <laughs> Is that how you got this movie? <laughs> Please remember, Damian, I did not pick this movie. This was One of your jaunts through. <laughs> One of your jaunts through the homosexual <laughs> Um, 
I listen, I'm not saying that um you know this isn't a story that he got from someone. I'm speaking about Homo in spe- specifically that this didn't happen to someone and because knowing him all of these stories um that feel like real life he probably got from somewhere. But this is a bad story poorly told which is the truth for uh, like this whatever the yin of last week's um, <laughs> podcast was right uh this is the yang like this is the other extreme um of his of the weirdness like he has normal movies though sit in the middle where someone looks at him and goes, uh, bad Todd, and smacks his hand whenever <laughs> he, he uh, dreams up enough madness. And then there's this on the, like, no part of this is fascinating. And what was extra weird is that I had seen this movie, I don't know, maybe four or so years ago. Like, a while, enough time had passed that... I like I knew the movie was bad, but I didn't remember because there nothing about this movie is going to commit anything to your memory. And then re-watching this late Sunday night was uh surreal because there's a sense of deja vu, but it is mixed with anger as to why I'm doing this. Um <laughs> Damien just ran out of words. <laughs> I don't like all right, how speaking like if we if we go into specifics, I'll sound like a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not like it's not like I can go on. Alright, there's there's a part of the there's a part of the movie where the doctor and it's in black and white for some reason. That is, is never explained, and he is like in a lab with things, and then he makes this thing. Uh, like none of that doesn't sound like doesn't sound interesting or good, and <laughs> that is the like that is the most straightforward piece of the movie, right? That section where he's like a man in a suit is doing science things. You hope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this. I don't know what this movie is. Um, it's you. You didn't get it. It's bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah man. Listen. It's uh, quite obvious. It's cinema, and I and I it, don't it have is, it. First of all, it's right. cinema. <laughs> right. But second of all, and I can't speak really to homo or to horror, but <laughs> right. I can tell you that as a fact, Hero was a remake of Forrest Gump. Oh. <laughs> God made him into a bird and he flew so far away. (laughs) Oh, Lord. That's so dumb. (laughs) Uh, I was trying to find um, other dumb parallels to the other two, Uh but I couldn't figure it out. Um, But but yeah, guys, listen, I agree wholeheartedly with all of you. Um, I did not enjoy this movie. Uh, I made a few notes. 
and here is all I could really come up with. One was at the beginning of the movie, I noticed, oh, look at that, more fancy fonts, because it's the same fancy font that he used on the Superstar movie. Um, also, I did have myself a time um, during the first sequence. Um, it was actually during the credit sequence as well, um, where there's a child's hand that is just roaming around. And I thought to myself, um, you know, I started thinking, boy, his hand is really long because it just kept going and going and going. And um, I, I figured, you know, there would be some sort of Fantastic Four, Mr. Fantastic joke in there. But uh, you know what? Let's not be that cheesy. Um, so the what he did with this triptych, um, first of all, the, the section that you really hate, Andrew, the, the jail section is based on a true story. <laughs> of course. It is um, his adaptation of uh, Jean Genet's um, some sort of biographical work. Um, so apparently that's a thing. <laughs> I don't know how you... It just seems strange to me that his mind was able to create this farscape of themes and put it together and say, this is what I want to do. Um, he clearly is making movies for a specific type of person. Unfortunately, that person is not on this podcast. Uh there are a lot of things we can talk about as to why I didn't like the movie. Um, the, the way that these things are just interconnected don't, doesn't quite work. Um, and the truth is, I'm probably only saying that because I don't like any of the three things that are connected or, tr or, or that are, are put here. Um, the the stories really they're jarring um they i'll say this much they're a lot more engaging than some of the other things that andras made us watch recently <laughs> i didn't like this movie and um i have serious problems with it but i have to ask myself would i watch this as opposed to say a movie directed by Edward Yang. And I'm not <laughs> saying that the answer is yes, uh -huh. but I'm saying that it's not a hard no. It's not an easy no either. <laughs> Listen, using, using Eddie Yang is probably uh, not the right way for us to go. <laughs> uh, but there are, I will try. Right? All right. Try and, and, and pull an Andrew mm -hmm. and find redeeming qualities. All right, let's 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 get it. It's very difficult. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one thing that um I did like about this movie, and it's extremely specific. Wow. Uh, <laughs> in in general, I actually thought that the black and white um segment was mm -hmm. done well visually um i, I liked no stop it all right <laughs> <laughs> um, listen if you're going to 
if you're going to start off with that, you'll have to I'll have, you'll have to accept my apology for snickering at whatever madness you're about to hit me. Uh, I thought generally it looked pretty. Obviously, um, you know, things like the makeup that was done to make this man and all the other people look like they were lepers was a joke. Um, but also early in the man's career, I'm have no money, just chill, right? But there was a specific frame um, or a specific scene in the very start of that section where um, there was a guy, there was a man and there was a woman. And I think the man was in the forefront of the frame and the woman was coming up from behind him. And it was essentially darkness um, throughout the rest of the frame. And that, I don't know why, but... um, yeah, yeah, he was, the lady was, um, sorry, the man was smoking or something like that. That was a real pretty scene for half a second. Damien, I have nothing else good to say. Oh, oh okay. Oh, all right. All right. I have a um, quick question for you, Damien. Yes. When Douglas brings notes to a podcast, does that mean mm-hmm. that he liked or disliked the movie? I'm, I, I'm still not sure. I have a, I'm, I'm trying to make a hypothesis. <laughs> I think the microphone just dropped. Oh lord! And you used uh, more than three syllables. No, I, I was so busy laughing at that at Douglas trying to at his pale attempt at oh this movie is not hot hot garbage. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Douglas only brings notes when he has time. If Douglas remembers that we're doing our podcast, Douglas will have notes. <laughs> what you're trying to ascribe as something that Douglas is doing um, deliberately comes down to laziness. All of Douglas. <laughs> so, all right, no. I, 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 will, I will shed some light on this, right? Damien, stop stop maligning me and my intentions. Thank you very much. Um, Where it started off was um, whenever I had an extreme feeling. So either I really Mm -hmm. like something or I really dislike something. Um, And then that would start me writing notes for the rest of the movie. But lately I've been trying to write notes because of a couple of things. One... I think it helps me stay on point and keep to the points that I wanted to make on the movie um, more when I'm talking on the podcast. That -hmm. doesn't always work, especially for movies like this one, where I actually don't have a lot to say other than fuck this movie. Um, But I try, right? right? And the second is, depending on when I watch the movie, and I know this doesn't happen very often, but sometimes it does, where I watch the movie well in advance. It happened recently with, with Onward. If you expect me to remember any sort of detailed <laughs> feelings about that two weeks in the back, that's not going to happen. Um, so hopefully it will then prod some part of my brain that says, oh, yes, that's right, this feeling, and we go. Um, <laughs> But yes, that is what it is. And so I'm trying. It's been maybe a couple months now that I've been trying 
more consistently to take notes either while I'm watching the movie or after I watch the movie. And it also helps for me to adjust those notes and kind of flesh out thoughts after I watch the movie, which I've been doing more recently. Okay. Um, that's, that's good. Uh, I... I... Genuinely assume that it was born out of laziness. <laughs> Listen, if you make that assumption about me nine times out of ten, you're dead on. I've met you before. <laughs> We've been friends for a while. I'm used to it always being whenever the movie Douglas doesn't like it. Because it means it's something for him to do to keep him awake to watch the movie. <laughs> See? See? Yeah. Yeah. But I do have a couple more things just quickly. Oh. I thought it was so so there was that one good thing that I needed to talk about because I have nothing else good to talk about. The second thing which I wouldn't quite put in the good category because it's not good. I also can't put in the bad category because I think it's fucking hilarious. But I doubt it was intentional. Well, intentional in the sense that if he had what he wanted, this is what it would look like. Um this movie suffered from what I call TV movie inflections. Um, <laughs> when you heard the actors speak and when you saw them move, yes. it felt like a parody of a bad TV movie, bad made for TV movie, <laughs> yeah. which was filmed in the 60s, in the 70s. And I think part of that was intentional, especially in that black and white section. But, um, boy, oh boy. <laughs> and the other thing I wonder if any of you have looked into, right? Because I mentioned it the last time we spoke about this guy's um, five-star movie, Karen Carpenter mm-hmm. and her superstars. Um, the internet tells me that spanking is a theme that Todd Haynes relies on heavily. I noticed in this movie, there was more spanking. At least this time, it was somehow tied into the story. It was not just random spanking imagery. Um, Have we gotten to the the bottom of this? (laughs) That was not intentional. (laughs) (laughs) Budum tish. (laughs) Have we gotten to the bottom of this spanking um, thing? (laughs) What is going on here? <laughs> who like who do you want to answer that question? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm fine with it being a group effort. <laughs> okay. I'm going to call Todd and find out what's up. <laughs> Weirdly enough, you mentioned this and I'm trying to think about the Todd Haynes movies I constantly try to talk about because I love them so much. And I can't think of any specific spanking in like safe. I can't remember right now. Or even in Carol. I mean, there probably is some spanking there in a different kind. Um, yeah, but, but again, Andrew, listen. It's like, you know, there's there's a joke where you hear um, people say that grandparents are just old people looking to get into heaven and that's why why they're so nice mm-hmm. that's what todd haynes is right now he's looking to get more jobs and so he doesn't do the fucked up shit that is in his head he just says you know what fine 
it's yeah. it's a regular movie. <laughs> That's what he does nowadays. <laughs> Uh, oh, I have to make this one for people? All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is there's a check in it for me. <laughs> With how many zeros? All right, cool. All right. <laughs> I'll do it. I won't like it, but I'll do it. <laughs> the last time he got away with anything crazy, he was allowed to have more than one actor play the same person. <laughs> <laughs> That's about as crazy as he gets nowadays. <laughs> well, it sounds like we don't really have much more to talk about it's, with this movie. It's so weird, but not fun weird. That there's not, like, I don't know what, what would I say to have anybody actually like give this movie a try it's not that bad like boy this movie i mean oh you, you know there is one thing that um that got me <laughs> in this movie and not not in a good way um i almost had to stop this movie and thankfully it was essentially the end there is a scene where people competitively spit into somebody else's mouth. And yep. I, no, I'm not faint-hearted. Mm-hmm. I watched Antichrist. I yeah. loved Antichrist. Mm-hmm. I am what you would call a Lars von Trier fan. Mm-hmm. For those of you who know who that man is, you know what that means. It means a life of heartache. <laughs> exactly. Um, now, for me to come from that and have this scene affect me, I I was watching it and I almost couldn't bear it. I was like, this is so disgusting. Yep. Um, and it was like somebody was slapping me in the face every time because he just kept doing it and doing it and doing it um and oh my god it was painful (laughs) and that's that's how i would describe this movie this movie is actually it's very um von trier like in that sense in that this director is intentionally being overly abrasive and making the um the movie-watching experience as difficult and as painful as possible. And that is probably why people like this movie, (laughs) because that always appeals to a certain type of person, just as Von Trier Damien appeals to you and me. (laughs) Uh, But Von Trier is entertaining. This is painful. I think the difference is what you're getting at, Douglas, is movies which try to make a point through making you feel completely uncomfortable about everything going on in the movie. Yeah. And I feel like this movie was something that was trying that for me, at least. But it it felt to me, and I don't know if this is just the effect of a movie being 30 years old now, where everything in there, sure, uncomfortable, but there also needs to be a shock value to like wake you up to be like, Oh, this is something that is awful in this world. Um, but like, I didn't re- like, I watched them. I'm like, yeah, I've seen those stories before. And I don't know if it's just the fact that the movie's 30 years old or not. 
It's cause it's not good, guys. Guys, it's cause it's not good. It's Anyways, not age. It's trash. Let's, it's a trash movie. Let's roll this out here because we're gonna move right on from this movie because I never want to think about poison. <laughs> we did it. Um, we did it, Damien. And here's Douglas's present: more poison. <laughs> Poor mellow fellow like the vote getting paid late, so better lay low. Scheming on hot money and the whole shit. The low pro hoe should be cut like an afro. So what you saying, huh? She's winning you, but I know she's a loser. How did you know me and a crew used to do her?